well for those of us who are here in this worship house this morning, Nehemiah 8 and 5, when he opened the book, all the people stood up. For our biblical text this morning, we shall use two passages of uh, separate scripture. First, the 33rd number of the psalm, verses 13 and 14. It reads, if you have it in your Bibles, I'll just wait a second. If you're at home, you want to grab it and open. It reads, The Lord looketh from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons of men. From the place of his habita habitation, he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. Going to turn to our living Bible this morning, paraphrase scripture, which simply, simply reads The Lord gazes down upon mankind from heaven where he lives. He has made their hearts and he closely watches everything they do. Now, I want you to put a pin there. We're going to turn to the book of St. John, the 14th chapter and the second verse. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. We'll stop right there. My living Bible simply says, there are many homes up there where the father lives and I'm going to prepare a place for them who are coming. When everything is ready, I will come and I will get you that you can always be with me wherever I am. I want to subject this message this morning, our subject using a refreshing look and a supreme view of a divine place. Somebody out here ought to just simply say, I see it. I see it. And I believe it. And I believe it. Amen. You may be seated. My brothers and my sisters, one of the greatest blessings of life is vision. And there is something about God <clears throat> that exemplifies not only old vision, but a new vision and a refreshing new look. Have you ever uh, looked at anything in awe <clears throat> and in amazement? Just as if you were sightseeing and our feelings might be expressed something uh, like this if I can see some things <clears throat> I'll be all right many times we see and behold great things with just one look one great inability that some of us have is not just to look but to stare and that staring makes other folks 
uncomfortable. <clears throat> so at some point or another, someone has stared at us and our simple response might have been, what you looking at? Well, it's not proper grammar to say what you're looking at. That is, to place the preposition at, at the end of a sentence is like fingernails screeching across the blackboard of an English teacher or English professor. <clears throat> However, <clears throat> if someone stares at you, that could just be an unapologetic response. However, <clears throat> if we find out that the one who is looking at us is not a stranger, a neighbor, or a friend, but God, how would we respond? <clears throat> so then as we inf infiltrate and peruse through the psalmist David's life, we discover <clears throat> that it was filled with scandal, intrigue, twists, and turns, as if it, his life were lived in soap opera living, as he would be living, as he was living, and as the world turns, trying to operate by a guiding light, knowing that there was a secret storm, gathering all my children in the days of our lives, searching, always searching for tomorrow, but still living on the edge of night. That's how David lived, <clears throat> messing around in another world or being young and restless and shot and almost killed uh, and sent to the doctors at General Hospital or any other daytime soap opera that we can view and say it's the real or it's just the view, then when we discover and look at a divine view from a supreme place, that's when we discover that God is always looking at us. And as old as God is, he has new blessings, new blessings. Every morning, new blessings. Every day, God watches us 24-7. He sees us, and he knows all about us. He sees our circumstance. He sees us at our worst. He sees us at our best. He sees our strength, and he sees every flaw. For instance, when we get up in the morning and we head to work, we need to know if there are any flaws or delays on our roadways. So we would simply would listen to traffic reports and we must to see the best route to take. So we can view certain traffic reports given from a helicopter where someone up in the sky looks down at the whole situation and gives directions to drivers so that they know how to proceed. <clears throat> My brothers and sisters, it's the helicopter reporter that makes the difference because the person flying above in the chopper always sees the big picture. 
And my brothers and sisters, just like the traffic reporter in that helicopter, I come to say God is able to fly high, high above. And he's able to look down on us. And in the middle of looking down on us, he roots our movements, reroutes our movements every day. And when there are flaws in the middle of the road, somebody knows what I'm talking about here because... Uh, there are flowers in the middle of the road. God is looking from up here because God, uh, uh, God is looking at us all the time, and He's never lets us out of His sight. In other words, in other words, every day and every night, He knows us. But how does He know us? He He knows us by creation better than we know ourselves. But how does He see us? Well. <clears throat> When the psalmist David referred to the omniscience of God, when he noted that God knows what we're thinking about even before we think it, and he knows what we've done even before we've done it. David said, and you can read in your scriptures, at home, thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising, thou knowest my thought even from afar off. In other words, his eye is on us in a very particular, uh, a personal way. And it's the becauses, the becauses that says that uh, he is not only omniscient, yes, he is not only perfect in knowledge, but the psalmist said, uh, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. And because he is uh, uh, omnipresent, in, his, in other words, he's everywhere, and he can look down on everyone around the world at the same time. Why can I say he can look around and see us at the same time? I can say that because the psalmist said, whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. Now, with all of what God can see with us, we ought to look at him because when we look at him, we see too much. But in order to receive this morning a refreshing look and a supreme view of a divine place, there are three experiential interchanges. What are they? First of all, one of our paramount experiential interchange and interchange is man. Man, that means woman also, needs to take a long look at, a, at what he or she, or long look at what he sees in him or himself or herself. Have you ever taken a long look at ourselves? Let me reword that. Have we ever taken a long look at ourselves? And we look, when we look at ourselves, well, do you see perfection? No. When we take a long look at ourselves, uh, we see contradictions, we see frustrations, we see shortcomings, we see flaws, uh, we see uh, fears, we see uh, confusion, we see our mistakes, we see our misgivings. Uh, we see everything that is wrong. But my Bible says that we might remember when David looked at himself, he saw Bathsheba. When Solomon looked at himself, he saw his wisdom, but as he looked, he saw his weakness. When Absalom looked at himself, he saw power, but it got him killed. When, 
when Judas looked at himself, he saw 30 pieces of money. No, I said that wrong. When Judas looked at himself, he saw 30 pieces of silver, and then he went and hanged himself. Then when we look at ourselves, we see, we see, we see Romans 3.23 when it says all have sinned. We, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In other words, we are flawed. We have done wrong. We have gone in another direction. If, and if it hadn't been for the grace of God, somebody ought to say grace right now. Somebody ought to say grace in this house. Grace, nothing but grace. Wonder working grace. Wonder, wonder working grace. Giving me hope for tomorrow grace. Uh, giving me, uh, making a way out of no way grace. Grace keeps me when I can't see myself grace. I once was lost, but now I found grace. Grace today, grace yesterday. When I've been there 10,000 years, uh, grace. Grace yesterday, grace last year, grace last week, grace last month, grace tomorrow, grace next week, grace next month, grace next year. Somebody in here ought to say grace this morning. And then second of all, when we see ourselves, we ought to take a keen look at God. Because everywhere we go, well, let me, let me say it like this. Uh, have you ever been sightseeing? Just sightseeing. From the fossils in the earth to the briny oceans. Have you ever been sightseeing? Just sightseeing to the flats or climbing heights of the mountains and tiptoeing and looking at the moon. Just sightseeing. Sightseeing from the birds of the air and the songs of the birds of the air. Just sightseeing from the rhythm of the brooks to the reeling and jostling are tired, just sightseeing, just sightseeing the sunrise, the sunset, the daybreak, the twilight, just sightseeing by the dawn's early light, just sightseeing. But thirdly and lastly, in order to receive a refreshing look and a supreme view of a divine place, we must believe and know that he is everywhere. He, God, is everywhere. <clears throat> uh, in other words, God can look at you, 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 and you. And not only you this morning in this place, but me. <clears throat> but in other words, God can look not only at us in this place, God can look at millions of people and look right in your house and see you sitting right at your table and see you sitting right in your chair. He can look at the numbers posted on your door. I wonder if I got witnesses in this house. I know you're shouting at home right now. I know you're shouting right there. But he can look at the numbers posted on your door. He can walk in your house and check out your persona, persona and your personality. He can pinpoint you out of a crowd if you go and he can touch you in the middle of a crowd and after he locates you as David said uh, he said I'm a very he's a very he's a very present help in time of trouble and because he's everywhere I'm almost finished I'm getting ready to close now because he's everywhere the story of a, a, 
a white missionary who went to West Africa to win souls for Christ. And upon their arrival, they were introduced by a West African chief who lived in wooded areas and was functioning in a tribal-like culture. And one day, the white missionary asked the West African chief a question. Uh, the white missionary said, tell me, chief, do you believe there is a God watching over you and your tribe? Well, the chief said, me don't know, me don't know. And his, his broken language, he's a, he said uh, he didn't know English, so he had his own language. He said, me don't know what you're talking about. Uh, me don't know the, the name God. We don't know that God you're talking about. But me do know that somebody out here is running loose in the woods. And, and somebody out here is running loose in the forest. Somebody and, and, and something is watching over us and uh, watching us. Somebody walks with us. When I wake up in the morning, somebody is talking with us. Somebody lights the fires at dawn and somebody begs them at night. Somebody opens up the eyes of little babies and somebody walks to the grave with the old ones. Somebody plants with us and then bleeds with us. I might not be able to see what you're talking about and I might not be able to feel what I'm talking about, but when I wake up in the morning, I know that something and somebody is running loose in the woods. My brothers and sisters, uh, today and sometime this week, somebody might ask you when you're looking at them, they might ask you what you're looking at. Just tell them, I'm looking at somebody who's running loose in the neighborhood. Somebody that's running loose in the woods. And somebody that's not only running loose in the woods, somebody that can set you free. Free from sorrow. Free from worry. Free from sickness. Free from pain. Free from trouble. Free from bad conditions. Free from bad situations. Free from everything that you can't overcome. He's loose and he ought to be living in you. That was a woman, story of a woman uh, who was shout every Sunday. And the people wondered why this lady would come here every Sunday and shout. And one day she got tired of him talking about her. So she said, what you looking at? What you looking at? She said, I, we just want to know, you know, you come to church, ain't much going on now, but if you come to church and you, you shout, and you, you doing what you do, you shout. So the lady looked around and she just paused a moment and, and she said, well, uh, when, I, uh, when I come into church, I come not looking at you, but I come looking to see Jesus. When the choir sings good, when the preacher preaches good, I look at them and I see Jesus and I start shouting. He said, but then when the choir doesn't sing good, when the preacher doesn't preach good, 
I look around them. I see Jesus and I shout. There you go. What else I've done this morning? Somebody out there in your house ought to be able to look around your kitchen, look around your bedroom, see Jesus and shout. When you leave home in your driveway, you ought to walk around your car. Uh, walk around your car twice. Look for Jesus. See Jesus. And you ought to shout. Because when you think of God's goodness to you, I want to have a God witnesses in this house. I'm not through yet, but when you pull out of your driveway, because you're going to go to the grocery store this week, you ought to get out of your car and you ought to walk around your truck or your car and, and just like you're looking for something. Somebody's going to think you're crazy. But when you start looking for something, you, 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 look, you see Jesus and you, you start shouting. Well, people are going to think you're crazy, but they're going to start, like, start shouting with you. But then when you get in your car, after you get your groceries, come back in your driveway, pull in your garage, you ought to look around. Walk in the house, look around and see Jesus and start shouting. Well, when you go to bed tonight, you ought to go in the bedroom. You, you ought to just uh, get on your knees, but then you ought to stand up before you get on your knees and you start walking around the bed looking for something and you ought to find Jesus and you ought to shout and then throw up a prayer and shout again. But uh, early, early in the morning, tomorrow Monday morning, when you get up and open your eyes, you ought to walk around the house, walk around the house looking for Jesus. And you, when you find Jesus, you ought to shout and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The doors of the church and the invitation is extended this morning. There might be one in the home today that accepts Christ. We're here on the phone lines this morning. Call area code 216-795-1842043. And we will meet your needs. We will have somebody ready to pray for you if prayer is needed. Come today. There might be one, two, or three who'd want to come out of our streaming this morning. Is there one? Now.